0: This is the bar steward's enquiry. Right. You're
1: talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You were an underachiever in life. You, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Yes, you not done well. I couldn't save you. I, I said But you said the right
2: thing. But that's why
0: you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right. I'm saying what? what if you contribute to racing? You're one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewart Inquiry weekend preview podcast covering Kempton and Warwick, uh, the Lanzarote and the Lemington Spa at Warwick. Uh, some decent action there. And joining me this evening, we've wheeled out the uh, the big guns tonight. The, the top two at the NAPS table uh, are joining us this evening, which is a good thing because you've, otherwise you've got me and John. It's Quentin Franks. Good, good evening, Quentin. Good evening, Lee. Yeah, lovely to have you on. And also... Neville Ender. Good evening, Nev. Good
1: evening, Lee. Good evening, everybody.
0: Good evening. And uh, obviously joining me, as always, is my sidekick, John Lang from John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook, cracking blog, that if ever you want to read it. Okay, onwards and upwards. Um, we've got a busy show, nine uh, terrestrial TV races uh, to potentially look at as well. Um, We'll start the show off in the usual format, which is the best three bets for the uh, Saturday racing or weekend if anyone else has got something for Sunday or something stupid like that. Um, right, I'll come to um, you, Neville, first of all, for your third best bet, please, um, tomorrow.
1: Well, my third best was going to be my best, but as the prices. Shorter than I was hoping for. I'm going to make it my third best because I, I, there's, there's no point having your maximum stake on a on a shorty. But no, uh, Ferry House 308 is a uh, an 80 to 95. Although the top one is rated 92, so in effect it's a uh, an 80 to 92. Uh, bearing in mind that the ratings in Ireland are around between five and seven pounds lower than they are over here, this in effect is something like a an 82 <coughs> or a 75 to 87, something like that. So it's a really low grade affair. But one horse us has got enough potentially a, a real good mark is Brandy Harbour, who has shown dramatic improved form over fences recently and has run to a rating of 104 in ireland last time out Travels strongly through its races so i don't envisage being switched back to hurdles being a problem on off its irish rating of 83 fully 21 pounds lower than its chase mark brandy harbour looks a banker The problem we've got in Ireland is that some of these horses in big handicaps can start ridiculously short, and we've seen with Ronan McNally's horses of late, they're starting four to six, (laughs) one to two, in huge fields, although this one isn't trained by Ronan McNally, which is a good thing, it's trained by a a lady called Grania O'Connor, I know nothing about, but Brandy Harbour is an absolute snip off 83, and assuming it's no less than six to four, it it looks a certainty.
0: Yeah, we, we're going to give you 6-4 to four as well. 6-4 to four is available with William Hill at the time of recording, and that'll be Neville's uh, one-point win on Brandy Harbour. Very well handicapped on the switch back to hurdles there for, for Neville in the 308 at Fairy House. Thank you for that, Nev. Yeah. Um, we shall move on to our next selection, which I'm coming to you, John, please, for your third best. Oh, you've been in tremendous form, so I'm expecting big things again from you this week. Blogger style last week with a treble. I'm expecting big things, John. Have you gone blogger, or are you going big?
2: A little bit in the middle, really, to be honest. Um, I'm compressing the action somewhat. I think there's about 12 minutes covering my three selections. (laughs) It'll be a nice quick death for anybody joking enough to film. (laughs) Um, The the first selection for the one-point win is Party Fuzz. In the 3.23 at Weatherby, Kim Bailey got one runner on the day. This is second run back from the wind up. I thought this showed enough last time I think the wind up's probably been a success. Now I should step forward for that run and I think this is a nice race for him, mate.
0: So what what time race was that again, John? Sorry, I, I didn't quite catch that There's a break the 3.
2: 23 3.23 at Weatherby. I don't have a track number for you.
0: The 3.23 at Weatherby. So you're going, you're with the, the Kim Bailey horse party fuzz.
2: Yeah, one point win.
0: So one point win for for David Bass and Kim Bailey there. Um, Morris, Morozov cocktail is favourite for that five to two for Tim to me. But John's selection is available at five to one with Paddy Power and Betfair. Uh, one point on the nose for John. Thank you, John. Over to Quentin Franks for your third best, please, Quentin.
3: Uh, my third best bet comes in the uh, mile Phillies novice at Lingfield. Uh, what's that? 12.35. Um, I have a small dart at Silver Vision. Um and she Felt she went with enough promise on debut to be kind of bet-worthy here at 5-1, to 9-2 to two region. Um, she was unconsidered in the market, 80-1, to one, ended up mid-div in a steadily run race. Leaders quick and clear, and uh, she kept plugging away after hanging right slightly. Um, not a bad-looking filly, was carrying a chunk of condition on debut, um, so I'm expecting a fair side step forward fitness-wise. Um Step up and trip will do do her the world of good here. She's related to eight furlong plus horses. Dan was a winner over 10 furlong. Um, It's it's a downgrade in terms of quality, this race. Um, Taking on fillies only. And um, the race at Kempton looks to be okay. Um, Winner's gone in again. Seventh home's gone in. Uh, The winner and the eighth have gone in, sorry. And uh, Mismar, the seventh home, has stepped forward Uh, from his debut um yeah i I think she's a a shade overpriced. i think she's 13 to 2 with one firm and and fives with paddy power anything above nine to two would appeal as as a bet um
0: what do you think to the uh favorite in that quentin um is it is it the one of bowie's party on girl i
3: think currently favorite do you don't particularly like it to be honest um okay inside Inside draw. Um, I, I think the boarding thing that was strong in the market underperformed, and uh, she's she's done it for toe at Lingfield last time out. Um, I'll probably be more worried about the William Knight thing, uh, but box ten round Lingfield. I know seven. You've got more time to get into a position, but yeah, not not the one for me.
0: Right, interesting stuff. So Quentin going for a bit of value there with Silver Vision, uh, uh, citing a lot of improvement from debut. That's 13-2 to two for Quentin uh, for, for, for his one-point win. That's with Bet365 at the time of recording. So good luck to Quentin there with his, his third best. Um, uh, good selection. Uh, myself, I am going for 315 at Kempton um, for my one-point win. And it's going to be on Strictly a Dancer um, at around the 8-1 to one, uh, generally available. Um, looks like the second string booking uh, for Christian Williams in that it's uh, the the young conditional uh, Ellis Collier, who certainly has set up a great partnership with Uno Maz, winning five times uh, on that horse. Um, so um, basically that doesn't put me off the fact that, that, that he's, he's second choice, because I, I've got, I, I didn't really like Kitty's light last time out at Kempton. I, I felt he was off the bridle early as if, you know, he was getting a bit moody. Eh? Um, and I think there's a, a, a few sort of um, time form squiggles, creeping in with some of these runners in this race. Caribbean boy looks 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 not in great nick at the moment. Smarty Wild found absolutely nothing last time off the bridle. Uh, Ludlow very disappointing off the bridle. Um, so I was really disappointed with that. Whereas strictly a dancer, um obviously over, over facing the Welsh national last time. You know, obviously no chance in that really uh, that, that that sort of level. But when you when you look on the face value of it, um, the horse didn't jump well at Haydock, strictly a So he, he sort of made made work of the fences that day, um, which is a bit off putting. But he still had enough in reserve to be Empire Steel, who, if you remember, in the Royal Merrick was going very, very well uh, when when coming down in the Royal Merit um, on, on on the run on the run on the running. So. It's the form is there really to say that strictly is not still not handicaps out of things. Um, he likes to be patiently ridden, which is a bit of a negative. So I'm hoping they go a good pace, but I, I still think he's the value in the race around eight to one, and that's where my one point win selection will go. Okey dokey. Uh Time for number two uh, selection. John, coming to you first.
2: Yeah, you could call this a number two, really, couldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this this one will appeal to Clement very much, I think. This is in the 330 at Lingfield, and this is a horse called Manspin. Oh, um,
3: Simcock, hold on, horse.
2: <laughs> <tell> okay. <laughs> um, as um, you can imagine, this got Simcock three times getting a mask. But I think the interesting point with this is that something went wrong between run two and run three he was off for ages, and then he was off for ages before he made his handicap debut, totally unfancy, totally written his four days off, pretty much sim again, really. And I think there was, there was glimmers of enough to suggest this horse can compete off this sort of Mac. Um, hopefully written a little bit more positively. Um, I think this is definitely the trip. The owner has enough half decent stuff in this yard. I mean, the average is eight or nine horses at any one time with uh, with Big Dave. Um, so he needn't be pissing about with horses like this. Four year old, three runs. So the Percy rate, they must think the sum a bit late there. So I'm going to chance a point each way on our mate Simcock.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So and and it's it's a point each way for you for your second best. twenty eight to one. Yeah. Um, pr- pretty much generally available, John. Um, your old friend, really. You keep you keep loving this punishment, don't you? Dished out uh, by Mister Simcock. <laughs> you love it, don't you? You you love that dropout ride. It's, off, and
2: you, it's you, a form of self I think. You
0: know, and you see the blue. You see the blue sectionals on ATR you, in the bottom corner, and you, and you, you know, and you see. You know, Haley wafting about at the back. You know, it's, like,
2: it's the equivalent of watching a <laughs> far <turn
0: up>. um. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so interesting comparison for John. So Mindspin is his second best bet there uh, in the three thirty at Lingfield. Uh, each way a pleasure. Uh, I'll start with my second best and leave leave it to the two Naps Kings for their best. Uh, my second best uh, goes in the three o'clock at Warwick. Which is their a uh, big staying handicap chase there, and I'm with a pretty obvious one really, but I like the nine to two with William Hills about Jericho Rock. Um, I'm sort of following this off a cliff really. Uh, I backed him at Weatherby over two miles three. He was too slow for two miles, three, you know, silly me. Um, then he got a dropout ride at Chepstow and he and he only couldn't claw back Pat's fancy, who went in again next time. Absolutely bolted up next time, actually. And um, and then last time I, I, I fell for him again and he jumped really well. Love his love, love his jumping really for a novice. Um, and he just found again one too good who I think will go on to become a star, the one that beat him. I think it's really solid form. I think he's unlucky. He's ran into two really good types um, and I think Jericho Rock because of his jumping the way Warwick's form with those fences in a line you know if he jumps like he did at Newbury um, that's really going to suit him the way the tracks form there um, because you know he'll, he'll he'll jump those for fun and getting a good rhythm so impressed with him as a jumper so Jericho Rock for me is my two point win bet at nine to two and I do think if things go right in the race he'll take all the beating right Neville on to you for your second best please
1: yeah, I'll give it one moment. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's worth pointing out that there is an inspection, of course, at Warwick tomorrow. Oh, I didn't know. No, I so, All right. Good, all, yeah. Right. Okay.
0: Um, uh, is
1: that presumably obviously frost? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, the main race of the day tomorrow is the Coral Stolviano-Conti chase, which yes. has got a disappointing turnout of only four for a Grade 2 race. And the four horses that have been declared... At the best, they're very good, but at present they all have questions to answer in one shape or form. Um, if you start off with with my selection, which is Deffy de Searle, yeah, he, he has got s- something to prove, but he there's no doubt about it. At the weights, he is head and shoulders above these. He gets six pounds off of Eldorado Allder and Mr. Fisher and meets a very much doubtful stayer in rouge vif off level weights now he goes into this race off a, a pretty de- disappointing effort at ascot in um, the 1965 chase he came home fourth of six to lost in translation and before that we're going back to 12 months ago he finished 17 lengths behind first flow so he do not come into this race in any form at all but he has had wind surgery prior to his last run, so maybe he was thinking about it. Horses do tend to need at least one run, sometimes two, to get their confidence back. So, if we presume, and Philip Hobbs is not a trainer just to run his horses for the sake of it. In fact, I, I do remember him giving this horse virtually a full year's break just after his was its four-year-old career or his five-year-old career. So. For me, at four to one or nine to two-ish, against three rivals that all have questions to answer, Eldorado Dorado Allen has yet to win at this trip. Mr. Fisher never showed anything in the King George. Admittedly, that was over three miles, but as a horse who has shown his best form at two and a half, he ought to have been handier than he was. Uh, and he checked out a long way out. And as I said, Rouge Vif has never gone beyond two miles. So there's a huge question mark against him. I think he's the value Defiddusir. I'm not saying he should be favourite, but he certainly shouldn't be the outsider of the four. He's my second best bet. That's interesting.
0: Uh, interesting call. We've, we've both got similar views on that, though. Like you say, it, you have to take take a leap leap of faith um, with Defiddusir. I mean, the old Sir would be four to six um, to win this contest. So, like you say, you're going for the you're going for the value. I like I like I like the angle Nev, and that's nine to two available the Neville selection um, there in the Silviano Conte that's with pretty much generally available. And, uh, who knows if Deffy does, um, the wind up has worked then, um, you know, second time off, it could be very interesting at nine to two. Thank you, Neville. Cool. Um, uh, Quentin last, but not least your second best, please.
3: Yeah, just, just before I want to give, um, something in John's race, I part own blue Beret in his race. Um, Ooh. she's going to come on for the run and probably needs, she does need a longer trip and she'll she'll come on for the run so that's something that's a, a positive for him not that she's taking out a massive share of the market so yeah
2: just
3: no, I'd, I'd, I'd will you
2: make up. instructions for him to sit behind man spin
3: Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll pass that on john just to make yeah. me feel a bit better for the first quarter of
0: now <laughs> Thank you, Quentin. Great info there on, on your horse. And um, obviously, look look out for him later in the season. But got, so have you got an interest here, Quentin, against John in this?
3: Or is your second no. bet elsewhere? No, no, no. My second best bet comes again in another novice race, um, this time at Chelmsford. Um, I, it's the 16.45. I felt Autumn Festival would progress a fair bit from his debut. Um, he debuted at Wolverhampton. He was green slowly away and on the back foot. Um, they went steady, lobbed around 105% finishing speed, um, niggled along, but he kept on well enough in the closing stages under hands and heels ride. Um, given the greenness showed, um, I, I thought he would take a above average leap forward for the experience. Um, Yard generally wouldn't have him gun ready for debut either. And the sire is not really one that produces first time out winners. Um, They've put the favourite in here as Stylish Whisper. Um, he's got four lengths to find on her. Um, she, she seemed to know her job a bit more, knew uh, the time of day, so I'd at least expect him to close that gap. Uh, she's also drawn wide. Um, he's in store one here. Sean Levy looks a, a fair booking. And uh, yeah, he looks overpriced at, at eight to one there.
0: Very interesting. I, I actually remember watching the the, the, the race live and... Like you say, he was fairly green. And the interesting thing for me, he was nibbled at in on the exchange at prices Autumn Festival. He he, he
3: wasn't friendless, as as you He's got ability.
0: Yeah, as if there's, there's certainly a certain level level there. So so yeah, interesting. So Quentin Franks, um, second best bet on the nose. Quentin, I presume, as always on the nose on the nose, uh, and it's two points win at Autumn Festival at eight to one there in the four forty five um uh, at Chelmsford so good luck to Quentin with his with with his second best. Neville I'm going to come straight back to you roaring back to you Neville for your yeah.
1: best bet of Saturday. Uh, the best bet is in the Kempton 132 race and I'm going for Jeremy Scott's horse Champagne Court who's comes here in good form he won a hurdle race at Exeter. Uh, last time out, off 126, he's been raised accordingly. His hurdle marks to be exactly the same as his chase mark of 132. In fact, he's prior to winning at Exeter, he was third at Sandown in a decent handicap hurdle off the same mark. So they've kept him to hurdles. He runs off virtually, well, almost a stone, 13 pounds lower than his best chase mark of 18 months ago. And it's not as if he's he's an old horse that's uh, trying to regain his form. He's he's only a nine-year-old. He's only just turned nine years old. And really, there's not a great deal of opposition. If you look through them, Nicky Henderson's top weight's out of form, Falco Blitz. Uh, Foxborough's form is nothing special at the foot of the handicap in 2020. It's another one that I discarded. Uh, Captain Toy comes here. In good form, but he's going. He's shooting up the handicap. He now runs off 138, and yes. he might want further than two and a half round Kempton. So I'm going to I'm going to make in my nap selection Champagne Court uh, back over fences from an in yard. The stable were quiet to start with, but Jeremy Scott's horses all seem to be running well at the moment, and I think he should he, he should represent a bit of value. About three to one is he? Seven to two ish?
0: He's uh, eleven to four. Generally available now. Okay, so that's, that's with with uh, all concerned. So we, yeah. we can we can we can push you up a bit, but you know we, we like to fiddle the odds here. Ele, 11, 11 or four for Neville generally generally available. Um, a pleasure for three points. Uh, uh his, his best bet of Saturday. What I did like Neville about champagne, champagne Court last time, um, was the fact that I think he's he's getting a little bit wise now, and he's and when he when he sort of gets there. He kind of knows he's got there now and he and he's just he's just holding a bit back for himself when he gets there. That's well, I, no, I, I bad hope, no, exactly. He, he he's he's a white, he's a clever horse that does that. He, he knows he's he's nine years old now. Time to look after himself. So you know it's one of them really that that uh, that keeps the just 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 keeps ahead of the handicap and like he said back to fences could exploit that in a in what is a, a very exposed kind of race. So a good nap from Neville there, Champagne Court, 132 Kempton. John Joe, I'm coming to you, please, for your best bet on Saturday.
2: Well, I got interrupted, actually, while I was casting round for my third best bet. Uh, <laughs> and I couldn't for the life of me really remember whether I had a shit this morning. And I got, in, I got in touch with Syl Grey and asked her to conduct an investigation. <laughs> so it, and she'd maybe let me know what had actually happened pre-breakfast. <laughs> I was waiting on a phone call from her, and then I was was watching and it was like wall-to-wall with dense posh boys talking absolute shit from (laughs) and then for some reason I felt strangely drawn to Hughie Morrison, um, who runs one in the 335 at Warwick. Now, I think it's an absolute disgrace that a potential qualifier only gets a slack handful of runners like this one has. I remember this race. I mean, it, it, it used to have about 16 or 18 runners in it. And everybody was trying to finish fifth or sixth to, to, to get in the final for a nice mark. Um, I was looking through all these and... I think Huey's probably the only trainer in the race, stupid enough to try and win this. And brought the feds ten pounds higher, and think he's in with a winning chance. Um, His asking this is called Third Wind, and uh, I'm more than happy to go three points win on this. It uh, it, it, it showed enough on the first run back. I thought, well, yeah, it'll be ready now, and. Uh, yeah, and I don't think this is a very competitive race. I mean, I can't say Joe Pace, still being off. Um, I think no, he's... He wants a stronger pace than he'll get here. Um, I think the race is there for the taking. And as I say, I think Joe yeah, probably the only one daft enough to be off.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it is a fair point. I mean, I don't know what ruin, I don't know what the kitchen fitter's going to do, running with the jam man. But John likes third wind. Obviously, on very solid form. Uh, nine to two available. Um, he thinks Hugh is daft enough to try. Uh, so it's a three-point on the nose bet from John for his best bet. Thank you. But my, my best bet of the week, three-pointer, uh, goes in the Lanzarote, uh, which is the two forty at Kemp. Their big handicap hurdle there. And it's a horse that um, I used to have an interest in, Green Book. He's a different horse now for Venetia. Very professional. I've liked him on on the last few starts. I think he's getting better and better. And... I cannot believe he's the price he is. I think he should be a clear market leader. It is a good race. Jolino Bello is well in there. Um, up for parole, I do like as a horse. Marie's Rock won well last time, so obviously it's a it's a very good race this year. It's it's probably better than some recent renewals that I can remember. Uh, but Green Book, I think he's a he's a hurdle of going places. Um, the the way that he managed to win over an inadequate two miles really for him at Haydock against a very well handicapped horse. Um, um, there that day, I, I, th- I think that's that's good form to do that. Obviously goes up in the weights, wins easily at Ludlow. There was absolutely oodles to come, and I like the fact they've gone back to Ned Fox, good old Ned Fox. Um, he's he, he claims ten. He's an excellent jockey. Um, he, he 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 rode a really good race on Grand Turina for Venetia recently at Warwick, and he's he's way above his ten pounds. So you, you take that off, you're going down to hundred yeah. I'm not saying it's for nothing because he, he claims ten, but it's still making him off a a real lightweight 10 stone two. He's going to end up carrying uh, in this race. Well, he's he's better than that. Um, And I just think, I mean, you can go each way if you want, but I'm going to be on the nose at the seven to one with bet three, six, five. You'll probably get some really dashing each way terms in that. If you want a penny pinch and get the sixth place. I think Skybet goes seven places, things like that. If you're really desperate, but I I just, I just think he's a very good horse. Obviously, there's a few that can win this, but he—he he would be. I, I think he should be shorter than seven to one. I would have him clear market leader, certainly on my tissue. So, Green Book is my best. Quentin, drumroll, your three pointer, please.
3: My three pointer comes uh, no surprise on your weather. Uh, it's the eighteen fifteen at Chelmsford. Um, it's not a deep race for the grade. Uh, the favourite in there, Almon. Um, was suited by they went bananas in an apprentice contest christian Howarth held him up and picked up the pieces he's not gonna get that sort of set up today um i'm going with the second in jensen benson um he ran over 12 furlongs last day at kempton uh, It's above his pay grade um he needed a stronger gallop to aim at didn't get it um Travoli from that race has rattled off a hat-trick since um form has a fair look to it um he caught the eye previously, over 10 furlongs around here. Um, wider than ideal, We made up his ground and did really well to sustain his run all the way to the line. Um, but he's two from two over over course and distance. And I don't actually mind the wide draw here in nine. Um, Thomas Greatrex will be wise to the fact that he needs a bit of roust along or get him wound up early enough. Um He's got some really strong figures on the clock. Um, I think he's really well handicapped and and just a a lot better than a 62 rated horse. Um, But I can see him progressing well into the 70s. Uh, Nice bit of scope about him as well. Um, I just hope there's an even tempo. There's not a massive pace on. um, But again, I think that's, there's not a massive pace on, but it's not a deep race. So um, I'm hoping they go an even gallop and he he can come wide and late and um, yeah, win going away for us.
0: Well, it's seven to two available with Bet Three Six Five, which Quentin's absolutely. If, if he could get on at that right now, he would be absolutely bouncing at that. I'm sure he would at seven to two yeah. for his for his three points. But that's what we do for, for on the Bastudios Naps table. So Jensen Benson there, interesting Quentin, the big class drop from the last two runs. Like you say, yeah. pla- class class four Chelmsford over the half Hathlul, uh, which obviously a very well handicapped horse for Applebee's, even though he got beat last night off a slowly run race, um, yeah. but. Garcia, a very smart horse of Willie Haggis's, obviously couldn't beat him. Um, but like you say, back um, certainly back in class, um, that could be a very very shrewd choice. So Quentin's nap there is uh, Jensen Benson for Sean Leiter, six fifteen, Chelmsford. Okay, chaps, uh, thank you for your naps. Uh, some real um, uh, thought provoking selections, and hopefully we will, we will finish in the winners. On to tomorrow's racing, Neville. Obviously, I didn't check this uh, at my school. By earlier, that, there is an inspection at 8 a.m. Um, at Warwick. Uh, frost sheets to be deployed on takeoff and landing um, for for the uh, for the uh, uh, see if the meeting can go ahead. I hope they do. Well, ITV will because there's five races there, so we shall go through Warwick just in case uh, any 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 of us like. Or dislike anything there. The 118 is the first on ITV4. Uh, Sky Pirate, Brave uh, Seasca, Fastbook, and Not Available. Any thoughts on this race, chaps?
2: Um, I thought Not Available beat a fairly well treated horse in Gumball last time. Only went up £3. I think Sky Pirate's probably high enough, and I'm I'm not convinced small fields are bag either. I think. Creeping into a race is my least thing, um, and I think Venetia's ass has gone up enough for the first cricket handicap, and so so ours would not be available.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Sky Pirate won this race last year. Um, they, they 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 went a decent decent enough pace for him, but he was very impressive. But like you say, John, he was off 145 when winning this last year, and now carries the uh, the big daddy weight of 157 um but but yeah it's a tricky race, tricky enough old race for me uh Neville, quentin any thoughts on this
3: uh, my was similar similar ones in regards to uh, sky pirate um i think he needs a bigger field than this um to be seen the best effects um, i can't see him going a, a mad gallop up front um i think he'll be what is he 3 to 1 7 or 2 i think he's short enough at that um i'd have not available like john um not available in second favorite venetia's is the right favorite for me um yeah yeah that's how that's how i'd have it so maybe a maybe a small bit of value in not available
1: cool Neville? yeah well <clears throat> the venetia williams favorite brave uh Siaska is is a very lightly raced horse for a seven-year-old he's only had seven runs in his entire life and to reach a, a rating of what he has, 137 is some achievement already. When he won last time, he had Fastbook in third, who was 11 and a half lengths behind him. Fastbook is 12 pounds better off, which should should be enough to reverse the form. But I've just got this feeling that Brave Siaska is possibly maybe a graded horse at some stage. And I think he, he will confirm the form with Fastbook. I do like Sky Pirate, but off 157, I, and, and I also take on board that he does need a strongly run race. He might not get it. He certainly he, he's a horse that needs cover. I do like him, but I th- I think he'll be, he he will he'll if he gets beat, he won't get beat by very far because his his form is so good. But at the prohibitive odds, Brave Siaska looks the probable winner for me, but. I wouldn't want to be taking eleven to eight or five to four. If he if he drifted out and he was a nine to four shot, it'd be different. But although I think he'll win and I think he's potentially a very good horse, I, I think I sit it out as, as his present price. Fair play,
0: thank you for that, Nev. Uh, we move on to the one hundred and fifty, which is the Hampton Novices Chase. A uh, very very strong favourite uh, around the eight to thirteen mark, I believe in three under through five. I felt that he, he he took off the birch with him at Doncaster. I'm not. I'm not so sure he has much respect uh, for some of his fences. I I don't think he's as fluent as he could be. He's got a tremendous engine uh, because to do what he did at Doncaster, um, you know, and and still win quite impressively, I thought was a, was was a noteworthy performance. However, Warwick's a different test because you've got the, the four fences, um, you know, in quick succession and, and, and it cannot, if you're not on the right stride here, it really is uh, very difficult to get it back. So, I'm not. I, this, I'm certainly not going to play at the prices. Uh, I would prefer softer ground for Mint Condition, who is an absolute soup monster. The interesting one for me is the tank. Uh, I used to call him Mossy Fen, um, built like an absolute. Uh, he's he's the absolute embryo chaser. Um, went wrong for sort of Nigel Twist and Davies. Never had him right. Interesting stable switch to Christian Williams. I just, look, I, I'm just, I'm just interested to see how he goes on. I'm not saying he's a betting proposition, but certainly he should be better than he's shown so far. Over fences, given his stature, um, so I, I, it'd be nice if they would sort of got him back to to what I think the, his
1: potential. So that's my view on the race. Any views here, chaps? Well, I thought that three through five was like you. are I felt as if it is, it's, it's fencing at Doncaster lacked, lacked, lacked fluency. Um, but his form is rock solid. Fantastic Ass has yes. come out and finished third to um, the Venetian Williams horse that won at Cheltenham last time um, and he probably represents he is short value, four to six, four to seven, but he's probably the class horse in the race and Paul Nichols has a habit of mopping up this type of race and then going on to running well into something like the the Royal and Alliance or something, or what used to be the Royal and Alliance chase at Cheltenham. I think he's, I think he's too good for these. Uh, he's got a £5 penalty, which I don't think will be a problem. But do you really want to get involved at such prohibitive odds? I don't, but I think he'll win. No.
0: I, yeah, totally agree with you, Nev, there. Uh, Quentin, John, any any extra to add on that?
3: I was, I was with you, I don't think three under three five jumped well. Um, I can see him end up on the deck, to be honest, down the back here. Um why are they running yes. Mossy Fen? Why are they running Mossy Fen here? Like you, you, you you're off one three seven. You can you can find a nice handicap. Yeah. Have they got him cherry ripe off of four to eight days off the track?
0: Um, well, it, it, it uh, kind of makes me think it has to be a float-up, possibly. But but then is Warwick is Warwick an ideal track for a horse that that sort of had jumping problems? For, you know, he wasn't fluent for Nigel Twist and Davis. I'm quite shocked they brought brought him to this particular track because. Surely, I'd have probably taken him to Foss last and I'd, have, I'd have, you know, it's a slowly run race. You know, uh, you've got time to measure your fences, get some confidence. I, that I'd have probably gone that way or something like that. But anyway,
3: so I thought the other interesting thing was wasn't that when, when he was running for Tristan Davis over fences, wasn't, wasn't that when the yard was dead?
0: Yeah, the yard they, they, was completely completely out of form. Yeah, yeah, so I thought. Yeah,
3: I, I think he's of what is he twelve sixteens? 12, 16,
0: 16, um, yeah, 20s he, in a place. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, I followed Carl Lynch on Twitter, and he's quite amenable. I, I was going to ask him what he thought to today, but um, you know, but yeah, but it's, that's it. I mean, that's that's kind of that's the interesting horse, really, uh, for for punters to take a look at, at a price. But as I said, I'm not really advocating a bet. It's difficult without sort of any. Sort of info from Carl on 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 his well being and what the plan is because, like you say, 137, you could turn up in a in a in a handicap somewhere and possibly dot up if the, if the horse is um if the horse is in good order and 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 you know back sound and jumping well. So, so there he goes. Um, yeah. Um, two twenty five race. We'll move on then to the uh, the Ballymore Lemington. Uh, uh, very competitive race. This uh, takes some solving. Off, I feel. Um. I've been very impressed uh, with Surrey Quest uh, for Nicky Anderson um, because this horse really has got a little bit of gear um, he, in his races. Two races so far, he's put the race to bed very easily, despite being very green. I think there could be a lot more to come, but I couldn't be confident because I think it's it's such a, a difficult race to solve. Neville, Quentin, John, anything in this?
1: Well. Well, i are going round and round in circles in this race because I, I think it is impossible to be confident about anything. Yeah. Um, Surrey Quest won, has won two races, but should, I'm not convinced he, he should be given a rating of 135. I think that it, it might flatter him a little, that. I don't think he's earned that just yet. Um, he, the two races that he's won have been... There have been nothing special, but Nicky Henderson knows exactly what it takes to win a Grade 2 race. So... Uh, I certainly wouldn't dismiss his chance. But there are a couple here that were useful on the flat, and one that won at Hereford last time of Archie Watson, Staghorn, was rated 108 on the flat at its peak. He won at Hereford. uh, He made hard work of winning at Hereford, but, you know, it was his first time over hurdles. I could see him running well. I could see several running well. If I had to choose one, I'd go for party business, because he would have been second in a grade one last time, um, had he not fallen, uh, which is as strong a, a form as anything on offer. But really, whatever one, you wouldn't be surprised at.
0: No, no Staghorn jumped fantastically early on at Hereford. And then Absolutely, he one, yeah. He hit one, and then the jumping went to bits a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I even said midway through the race last time, I'm, even though it was he wanted two mile on the flat, I thought he'd be okay over two mile over hurdles the way you know, but but, you know, like you've seen, it's it's difficult because we've seen him once, and you know, he he might he he might end up putting a flawless rounder jumping in, and then he'd be a threat to all. Um,
1: How many of these could run to one hundred and eight off the flat on the flat? Well, that's
0: it, none, none. None, and he could he could he could probably run to that sort of rating over 2 mile 2 mile 2 on the flat so yeah. basically as long if if he jumps like he did early on at Hereford, where he looks an absolute born natural uh, but then his confidence seemed to go
1: as soon as he hit one so that'd yeah. be the only worry um i th- uh, i think i've just got this feeling that he's probably going to need 3 miles yeah okay but but I, I do give him a chance. I give everything in the race a chance, but if I had to choose one, it would be in Williams' horse. I would like to see yeah. Charlie uh, Charlie Todd claiming his three pounds, you're, you're immediately at a three pound disadvantage when you put on um, a conditional jockey, aren't you, in, the, in these graded races. But, you know, yeah. it, it is impossible to say this will win or that will win because they've all got a chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, Quentin, do you want anything to
2: add? Oh, Alex, on. Um... Yeah. I, I, I thought the same as you elderly. I thought it, jumping did fall apart a bit but I, th- I think it, you, know, you know you give them the benefit don't you on the debut the, and at least the
0: second the second's won against the second's one since yeah beat, so. we can totally sort
2: that out I mean I, I think we'll be alright
0: tomorrow okie dokie um we'll move on to the uh, three o'clock at Warwick which is the three mile five films I'll sit this one out because I've obviously tipped one in the race um you guys, what do you think to the uh, the, the three-mile-five handicap?
3: I thought um, there wasn't a massive pace on for a big field. Warwick, you, um, it's, it's no bad thing being handy generally, is it? Um, I thought, depending on the ground, um, it's obviously drying up. Well, not drying up at this time of year, but it's not getting any softer. I thought no rematch was of interest. Um, He's he shaped like needing it at Exeter. Did a lot in front, setting strong fractions, and then was um, trading, what, 11 to 10 in the run, then faded out of things. Um, he's been dropped the pound for a run that shaped like all his ability remained intact. And uh, I thought, yeah, I thought he was the interesting one, but the price seems to be falling apart as I speak. Um, he's oh, probably, he's, he's now, what, uh, 15 to 2 on the machine, and that's, yeah, double figures would appear on him.
0: Yeah, a lot lot of, lot, of, lot, of confidence in the market fairly as we record on No Rematch. So that's Quentin's interesting fancy. Presumably, Quentin, do you expect him to go forward?
3: Yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. not a lot of pace. He'll, he'll, he'll go forward. Right.
0: I'd well, like to think so. so. No, but, but Quentin would like a little bit bigger. Nev, any
1: any thoughts? Um, I quite like Paddle Your Own Canoe. Um, they, they brought him back out at Haydock before Christmas over hurdles and uh, he ran really encouragingly to finish five and three quarter lengths behind an inform horse of Richard Newlands. He runs off exactly the same mark of 135 now back over fences. And I was just wondering maybe, maybe, I'm not saying this is the reason they're putting back over hurdles, but perhaps they were just saving his handicap mark, not wanting to go up before this valuable race. Um, it's not a classic renewal of of this chase it has been won in the past by some very good horses but i think it's a it's a a diluted version this year and there are question marks against several of them jerry's backs jumping and ability to stay this trip is questionable um last year's winner not a chance comes into it on the back of some disappointing efforts subsequently and if i had to put up a, a danger I, maybe Achille of Venetia Williams uh, has run two solid races um since he reappeared and Lucinda Russell's horse as well Courage Rambler looked really good when winning at Cheltenham but it's got a big weight but I'm just going to take a chance on Paddle Your Own Canoe I'm not saying he's the best jumper in the race because he just make errors he's a flatbred and um you know he's, he's he's not bred for chasing he's by naif out of a uh, an eagle-eyed mare so but I've, I've just got a feeling that they've got a lot of horses at skeletons and that there must have been more than this fella to to target this valuable chase at. So maybe a, a, a conspiracy rather than a, than a form pick, but I'm going to go for Paddle Your Own Canoe.
0: Good stuff. I mean, Captain Chaos has been one of their standing dishes in this race. Well, that race, was 3rd really.
1: one it, last year? Captain yeah, Chaos. yeah.
0: Um, they seem to keep running that in this race. Um, uh, Captain Chaos. I think, he, has he won it once? Has, has he won it, Captain hey, Chaos? I'm not sure.
1: Uh, he may have won it maybe a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. It uh,
1: yeah, seems to yeah, well, running well enough.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, he's ran well, or he's, he's won it yeah. before he's ran well quite a few times in it. But but yeah, so Skelton's probably liked to target this. Um, so interesting there from you, Neville. John, you'll be hoping for a Venetia win.
2: Well, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, really. I mean... She won last night, and I was, I was sat there at the with one, the phone in one hand and the swath in the other, and she never even thorned up. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm at the point where I couldn't care less now whether she was a winner or not. Um, well, fair enough. I uh, I quite like papies in this, but the juice has gone out the price, so
0: yeah I, I mean i've put it up as one of my best bets but obviously the nine to two i, I do think there's a little bit little bit left in it but I, i'm i'm actually i've bought i've bought the horse i've, I've literally just yeah I, I, it's one of my favorites at the moment so i'm possibly a little bit biased as well um right we'll move on to the final race at warwick um john you're out of this because you've tipped in it with your best bet third wind mm-hmm. uh i just i just felt the betting was probably right rigs He's gonna be trying because he's off 132, and obviously you're not guaranteed this year to get off 132 with the Irish probably uh, having a stronger hand on like last year when not many, tra- you know, not as many as w- what could have travelled across. Um, so Riggs, uh, I thought was the right favourite. Neville, Quentin, thoughts on this? Tricky. A
3: case, a case of what's off, isn't it? Um, yeah. I looked at it, seven runners, six qualify. Riggs needs to go up in the weights. Um, it's
1: not a betting heat for me. Agreed. Never. Uh, what is, it, what is it all this nut off business? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Sam's qualifying it.
2: You know. uh, ain't you to the end?
1: <laughs> yeah, that must be. well, I I did notice at the the five day entry stage, six day entry stage, that Gordon Elliot had something like eight or nine in, and I wonder if he was. He, he had an inkling that maybe this meeting could be abandoned, because I, I, I don't know if the, the conditions of the race have changed, but he, it used to be that if re- the meeting got abandoned, if you were entered, you automatically qualified for the final. And he's, he's, yeah. he's just left one in, uh, de Abelay, who's got a big task of 158, and he pulled up last time out in Ireland. Uh, Sporting John is totally unpredictable but he's a good horse at his best. Uh, I thought Third Wind was had a reasonable chance. I, who knows with the jam man? God knows what they're doing with their horses. But I came on. I came down on Riggs because I thought, although he's been raised a few pounds for his good second last time out, uh, like you said, he's gonna he's gonna need to win impressively to get his mark up to qualify because there's going to be a maximum field of whatever it is 30 is it in the potemps. I can't believe that only seven have declared for a race like this. It, it, it's pathetic, really.
3: Strange. Was, was, was Golden just citing, putting them in just to see what mark they'd have from the handicapper? Um, With a view to the future.
1: I have no idea. I, I wouldn't know that. I would, I would have thought he would. He would know the marks for unless, unless. No, but but of
3: the off the English handicapper.
1: Well, it's generally five pounds into. You can stick five pounds on an Irish rating to to get the English mark. Uh, I don't know, did he, did he have some novices in there? I, I, I don't. I didn't see his entries. So if he had some novices in there and he wanted to know what marks they were going to get perhaps, but this is just, uh, you know, the, the going back 10 years or, or further back, this would have been a 16, 17 runner race, you know, and, uh, and I know that maybe the, the first four or five would have been doing the best and everything else would have been looked after, but maybe, you know, the handicap is not stupid. You... If they, if they see one that, that maybe was given a, a tenderish ride, they're not going to not going to drop it, are they? No. No, I mean, it's tricky. So we'll move on to Kempton. Um, Neville,
0: you're sitting this one out in the one thirty-two, the first tele- televised race there. Uh, obviously, Champagne court. I agree with Neville, so I don't need to waffle. Um, so, Quentin, John, on this? I, I agree. I agree, yeah. I agree with yeah.
2: Neville, really. I, I just thought, Hansio had been knocking on the door. That might be the danger, but I like Neville.
0: Yeah. Quentin, make make it four. But we I, you should, you should give it the old claxon, really. F- f- you know, four pundits, four four pundits agreed. In fact, no, I can't do it. Eleven to four is too short for a steward special. So, but it, but four pundits agreed is quite good, I think. Let's open
2: um, it
0: off. <laughs> is it off? Is it off? <laughs> yeah. This is turning to the is it off podcast. Um, <laughs> Right, we go to the two o five. Silviano Conti chase again. Neville's got to sit this one out because um, he's tipped in this. Uh, but and I'm going to sit this one out because I agree with Neville. I totally agree with Neville's uh, synopsis. I think. He, I think the thing for me. I, Rudziviff can't stay. Surely cannot stay two and a half. Mm-hmm. It is extended two and a half, and it's it'll be soft tomorrow. You know, it'll it'll be it'll be tacky ground. I can't have Rudziviff getting home. Uh, chaps, Quentin, John, what do you think? Well,
2: I mean, what a turnout for the money, really. I mean, you, this could only be more of an anti-climax if they got pretty Patel to give the trophy at the end. Of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I I, mean, um, I I don't know, Mr. Fisher couldn't cut it boxing there, but it wasn't expected to. I thought I thought all looked deader than Dillinger on debbie Um no. Nah. I mean for me I'll be uh, I'll be sticking a bit of patty on it and letting the dog in for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what an image.
3: Um Quentin. Yeah. Yes. We were all with um Definitely when he when he reappeared at Ascot, but he did look dead inside, didn't he? He kind of travelled and he just shut out. Um, if I agree with you, Lee. Won't stay. Mister Fisher is what he is. I kind of is it? Was there anything from the Tizard snout? On um, El Dorado nothing, no, nothing, um, nothing. I think
2: he's been this, uh, he hasn't been
3: on our <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll, I'll, I'll join uh, join John with uh, a bit of paté on toast and. Uh, Letting the dog in.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. We're all sitting this one out, chaps. Sorry about that. Apart from Nev, of course. That's, to be fair to Nev, he's braved it because of the prices, and I, that's why I agree with Nev. I think, yeah. I think it, if if someone said you've got to put a pound on the race, I tell you, you go with that. At the prices. Uh, I'll sit the Lanzarotti out because obviously I'm with um, uh, Green Book, chaps. Your views on the Lanzarotti, please.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I've got my square figure at the ready. <laughs> big day for venetia um yeah uh,
1: nev quentin i was when you mentioned Greenbook, um i, I thought you've probably could, could you've come down on the right one he's seems to have improved greatly from last season to this season he looked at a little bit one paced last last term but this season he's done absolutely nothing wrong his form of his last win at ludlow has worked out really well the third horse jaunty viking is frank the form as has the sixth horse inish biggle and the tenth horse morgan stern has been a good second at weatherby since Uh, i do like the fact that she's put and retained ned fox who can claim 10. i think this might be his last chance to ride a winner with a 10 pound claim because you're allowed three aren't you lee i think it's three winners if you ride for your own stable you can claim 10. yeah and He's got a featherweight of ten stone two. I think the triple suit him. He loves the ground, but there are, it's a minefield really. There's lots of horses there you can give a chance to. But I think if I had to come down on one, it would be Green Book. Yeah, I, I, I love his professionalism because when we ran him in France,
0: he 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 was hanging all the time. If if anyone wants to watch on France Gallop, he was hanging on the bends. He was he was very tricky. But Venetia, whatever she does, John Lang. Um, she uh, obviously gets the best out of him. She, because, she
2: hasn't run John Lang yet, so.
0: Well, 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 uh, well, yeah. But I but, but I mean, the horse. I was. I love his professionalism at the moment. I mean, he, he wasn't like that, you know, when we owned him. And 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 he he's just matured. Obviously, he's, you know, his head's down. He tries, and 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 what more do you want? Because he's definitely better than 130. Um, so yeah, uh, Quentin, thoughts.
3: Uh, I thought Harry uh, Harry Skelton Dan Skelton trained Chisabello was the the one of interest here for a small win only dart. He's kind of been given two quite quite uh, not not off rides but just quite rides. Um, his last two starts outpaced and kept on last time out. Uh, looks to be a stack of pace on, and I thought the handicap was generous enough last time in dropping him two pounds. Um, yeah, I thought it was worth a small, small win-only dart uh, at double figures if, if that's still around.
0: Good stuff, so Quentin. Um, I'm just checking prices now for you on that uh, as a record. I think it's been quite well backed at nine-to-one available uh, if you fancy Quentin's selection there, uh, Chitty Bello. Um And we move on to our final race uh, of the pod, which is the 3.15. I have tips in it, so I'll sit this one out with Strictly a Dancer. So I'll leave you three, to chew this one over who wants to go first
2: well I, i'll i'll jump in first it'll give ne- never a chance to rip the piss out of me because i'm giving another chance to <laughs> toy phil <fill>. uh, <laughs> I, I i thought I was ridden last time with a view, to <laughs> the, view to the next day really. yeah he wasn't put in the race was um, he no. I thought i thought he kept on okay uh, in the in the far distance it was all coming up the hill and uh think going back over thrail so um I I, I think he, he he's worth one more chance. Okay,
0: yeah, so you feel right about, about, about fifteen to two, John. So John's the bit
1: money for him overnight. So yeah, uh, uh, maybe what
2: well, maybe it was yeah,
1: bad, hasn't he? So Yeah. He, he actually ran, just it it he, he did run better than his chance, I think, at, at Cheltenham last time. Um, it's just a more suitable trip for him, and he's been dropped six pounds, so it wouldn't be impossible for him to be more competitive. I, I looked through each and every horse and tried to make a case for them, and one horse that I came down on was a horse that I didn't initially fancy when I first looked at the race, and that's Kitty's Light, who is has looked an out-and-out out stayer, but has been given a little bit of respite from the handicapper. It, down to 143 from 147 of last time, and that was at Kempton behind a promising horse called Five Star Getaway. There's there's so many question marks against the rest of the field. Caribbean Boy seems to have lost his way. Mac Tottie's forms around the, the big fences at Aintree. Double Shuffle never wins now. Smarty Wild was was one that I thought had a chance, but he's not certain to stay this trip. And he, he didn't find anything off the bridle at Ludlow. This will be more of a test. He he, ha, he has won over two and a half round at Kempton, but um, although he probably is for me the biggest danger, I don't think he'll stay. And strictly a dancer, um, it's it is the odd second string, and maybe those hard-ish races have taken the toll. I know I know he pulled up in a in a much better race than this at, at uh, in the Welsh National, but the ground were very bad that day. And although he's had 42 days off, it might take some coming back after running in that, in that race at uh, Chepstow at Christmas. I'm, I'm going to go for Kitty's light, but I'm not overly excited by the race. No, no. And any, anybody else on this, please?
3: Uh, I was when? with you, Lee with Strictly a dance. I felt he had more in hand um, at Haydock. Uh, he idled up the running. He wasn't as yep. impressive as he had been previously at, um, Oh, um I think he was just feeling it. free runs in three weeks. Three winning runs, and ended up pulling up at um, Sandown. Uh, cheek pieces off. Good, good, good booking. Uh, but I, I don't mind him at the price. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's he's necessarily the second string there. Second string on booking. No.
1: So. Yeah, Sorry, I, I uh, said the Welsh National, didn't I? it was it was it was at Sandown, wasn't it? Uh, behind Highland, was uh, No. no, no, no it was National. Welsh National. No, London National. London, London, yeah, yeah. But it was was still a grueling slog. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, would you have thought Christian Williams would have, if if he really fancied it, he'd have have put the seven pound claimer on on the higher weighted horse to get Kitty's Light's weight Light's weight down and kept Jack Tudor on strictly. I don't know. I don't even read too much into it, but possibly. I I mean, I mean. I just didn't like Kitty's light in the early
0: stages last time because because mm. Kitty's light was sort of ridden along early, like very early on. As in, you shouldn't you shouldn't be off the bridle at that point. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's that's his uh, style, so isn't it? It, it is, it, it is. But I just thought it was. I didn't think I didn't think there was any reason at that point to be mm. you know to be chivied along. But but you know, he just that's what I noticed. Um, but I could be wrong on that. It's, it's a tricky old race because as I said, there's nothing really that's that's in everything's not, you know, you're having to, to like hope, like a toy fill was sort of out the back at Cheltenham. Kitty's like, you know, probably not on top form. Smarty well found, found nothing. Caribbean boy doesn't look in much form and that's favorite. Um, and then you double shuffles 47 years old. Um, like you said about Mike Tottie, Nev, um, it, it, it just, it's one of them. I think, I think it's one of them. You wouldn't be surprised what wins really, but, but there we go. Um, right. Right. Uh, thanks for all your thoughts, guys, and uh, your naps, and I hope we can make it a profitable weekend for all. Um, we've certainly got more to come on Sunday. There's myself, John Lang, who's got a thirty-three to one political bet on Sunday for you on the sermon, and he's adamant this is absolutely banging value. So you don't, don't want to miss the show Sunday. Totally We're gonna have some crack. It's
2: absolutely yeah. all dust it?
0: There we go. You've heard it here first. That will be released on the Sunday Sermon. Uh, there'll be myself, John, and Lauren Malvo, so don't get to join us on Sunday. Thank you to Neverlander tonight, Quentin Franks, John Lang, and myself, Lee Keys. That's all from us. Bye for now.